Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. In an instant, an auto accident can put you in the worst financial position of your life. It's an absolute must. You got to hire the right lawyer. You're going to make sure that your insurance companies pay you what you are owed. Injury attorney David Feminini on his team. They are exactly who you need to call. They have been making insurance companies pay for over 30 years. They're going to help you with your case as well. David is ready to speak to you personally. Right now, 855-65-CRASH. That's 855-65-CRASH, or you simply go to the website, getdavidgetpaid.com. Uh, it's all so very exciting, and I want to welcome in a man who spent his mornings, uh, he was visiting children's hospitals, he was at a food bank. No, who am I kidding? He was rifling beers on a golf course like a degenerate. I want to bring in TJ Lang. TJ, how are you? False. False. A lot of waters. Very hydrated. Feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful Friday. Uh, but hey, you can't beat by this. The way, what is it? November fourth. We get seventy degree weather. I mean, it's my insane. I gotta take advantage of it. You have to because you know what's coming. I feel like this winter is just gonna be hell. Yeah. I feel like it's <laughs> we're, we're due for a couple weeks, uh, maybe a couple months. Yeah, of hopefully, zero degrees like the, and twelve inches of snow. Uh, like that winter of two thousand nineteen. Oh, it's no. gonna be brutal. Now you gotta enjoy it, man. Feeling good out there. Hey, TJ, the question fall. of the the question of the day, Moan Frere that I've been asking the people is, and I know it's a little tougher for you, but work with me. Have you reached the breaking point where now it's the spite store? Like, have you reached a point where the lions have broken you and you're actually considering things like draft position? (laughs) I'm getting close. I mean, gosh, I'd be lying to you if I told you I wasn't. I mean, who isn't, you know? Um, you look at the big picture and what? There's still 10 games to play. You say maybe you can make this a respectable See, season. But there we it all, is but right we all, there. But here's what I'm going to say, though, Rico. We all know that, you know, even in these last 10 games, you go five and five, you're still a six win football team. Like, what does that do for you? It you gives know? you a it's hope just, for next year. Yeah, but it's just it, like this is where I kind of ride that fine line of being player mentality. Like, you don't care. You don't give a crap about. You know, tanking for picks. You don't care about draft position. You don't care about draft picks. But as a fan, like, that's what we care about. You know what I mean? Like, we do care about, hey, look at the players coming up. Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young. Like, man, Mm -hmm. we get a chance to get one of those guys. And you can't help uh, as a fan to look at those guys and say, yeah, can this change our franchise? Possibly. Yeah, it could. Um, But I just, you know, I still have that player mentality where it's like, you don't don't care about that. All you want to do is just try to go flip the script, try to get – Try to find a way to get a, win a game. You know what I mean? And and if these players go out and they win, you know, let's say six of the next ten and they go six and four, like that's – they're going to have a pretty good feeling about themselves. But us on the outside, we're going to say <laughs> that was pointless. You know, like what are we doing, man? Like we just wasted a chance to maybe get a new young quarterback in here. So I ride that fine line and it's tough. I, I go back and forth. I teeter-totter a lot about it. And uh, I mean – but Mike, to answer your question – I, I am kind of at that point where it's like every single week just feels like deja vu. It just feels like the same thing. It feels like, 
you know, calling the games on Sunday, talking to the coach and talking to the players after the game, it's the same story. Like I can only come up with so many questions for Coach Campbell after every game about what went wrong. You know, why couldn't you get over that hump? Why couldn't you find a way oh, to trust me, our post game show gets and longer just, and longer each it's week. It's just brutal, man. Like it really is. And you sit here and you look at it and you say, Okay, yeah, we got ten games left. Man, could they be a surprise team with how bad the NFC is? I don't no. know, maybe, but I uh, yeah, right, and I agree with you, Mike. Probably not. So this is a point to me, especially with how the week went. With you know losing that game to Miami, you fire a DB coach, you trade one of your best offensive weapons. This just to me screams, you know, tank, right? And the players don't want to hear that. The players don't care about that. The players don't care about hey, we got a second round pick next year for TJ. Nobody cares, right? But when you look at it from a fan perspective and maybe a front office perspective, you say what's the point of winning games unless you your your butt's on the hot seat which who knows i mean do we really well, know that on. i know Let- mike i know sheila came out last week and kind of kind of gave them a vote of confidence but is that what's going on behind closed doors is that's what is that what's going on behind the scenes where well she twofold. puts some pressure on them to make some changes because she needs to see something different in the second half of the season for him to you can get you know, a retain vote this confidence. job i don't know you can get a vote of confidence, but you know, TJ, that if, if the vote of confidence goes unrewarded and you just keep losing, I mean, no, they haven't scored in the second half since yeah. a vote of confidence. Yeah. Like, yeah. if they lose a few more and it gets to the national showcase of Thanksgiving Day and Bill's Mafia is going to be throwing babies through tables in your stadium and they're going to bury you, I don't care what she said. She'd be forced into something. See, this was my other question, was like, all right, as a player, no, no one ever. You can't play the game of football any other way but all out, or you'll get killed. But as a player, do you know when the fans essentially want you dead? Like where the fans are openly rooting against you? Or is it just white noise and you block everything out? I'm trying to remember to see if I was ever a part of that. And I think maybe the only time would have been – uh, my last year, 2018, with with Patricia, his first year. Um, oh yeah, we, we hated were, everyone. Yeah, we were, you know, we we didn't start off hot, and I think we had a chance there to get to around 500, maybe week seven or week eight. We lost a game, and after that, we traded Golden Tate. And I think everybody in the locker room was like, "Whoa, like that's, you know, one of our better players, playmaking type guys. You know what's going on here?" And I think that was the first time in my career. Uh, ten-year career where it was like, okay, like you, you've been around long enough, you got to see the big picture, you got to realize what's going on. Um, that that doesn't change your mentality at all. You still want to go out there and prepare every single day and week and and try to do whatever it takes to win a game. Um, but yeah, I think that might have been the first time. And you know, it, it's from a player's perspective, it's tough because you have such a young team in Detroit right now, where a lot of these players don't know. You know, know training guys, cutting, you know, firing coaches. Like, they don't know what the business is about. You play long enough, you're going to see that happen every single year. No, it's ignorance is bliss right now. Yeah, and I just don't know how much that is going to affect uh, this football team because I, I, I just feel like we're getting to a point, though, where you make these major changes, you fire a coach. Uh, you, you trade a player like this from the front office perspective. It's almost like and I don't want gosh, this is a hard way to put it, but it's almost like you feel like they're kind of just punting on the rest of the season to say, let's get ready for the future. Um, but the players like you don't care about that. You know, you have a lot of guys in there with a tremendous amount of pride 
an ego, and they've got a reputation to uphold. And you know, you tell me Taylor Decker wants to go out there and play for a team that's you know trying to tank openly. Like no, like that's a dude who wants to you know try to make a name for himself and get a Pro Bowl on. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of guys that still have so much to play for. Um, and sometimes that just doesn't mesh up with what the front office is thinking. I think we all know by the moves that they made that, yeah, like they're, this season is going to be hard to recover. Like it's going to be hard to recover and make it a respectable season. Right. Uh, so in the that players, room, you when, they trade, that. when they trade Hawkinson, I mean, how else can players look at it when, look, I didn't love Hawkinson, and I understand the business of it, but they had him signed through next year plus the franchise tag application the year after if they don't want to pay him long-term. If I'm a guy like like you brought up Taylor Decker, he sounded broken after the game. This is exhausting is what he said. And I said on the air the other day, if I'm Decker's agent, I'm telling him I'm going to get you out of here. I'm going to demand a trade. Like, what is the reaction in that room when they take Hawk, who's 25, and I know he's not perfect, but he's one of your three best offensive weapons. And considering DeAndre Swift is made of paper mache, he's one of your two best weapons. And he's gone. I got to tell you something, TJ. You played. I didn't. I'd have a very hard time going to work this week and, and believing who, I, who signs my checks actually gives a damn. Well, and that's the hard part is that every single week you try to win, right? We, we heard... Coach Campbell say it. We heard Aaron Glenn say it. Like, it doesn't matter what moves we make. The only cons- the only common goal is to win a game. Um, and that's where you have to ride a fine line, not only if you're Brad Holmes but Dan Campbell, to try to send a message to these guys. We're still trying to win. Um, you know, we're just going to go it about it a different way. And that's why I thought, you know, there were a couple comments that even Brad Holmes made where, you know, hey, even if we were 6-1, and one, we probably would have made this trade. And I'm sitting there saying, like, yeah, and I'm Diana BS. Ross. Yes, like I don't think so. <laughs> but and that that to me was a way of telling the players like we believe in you guys, you know, we'll be okay, you know, we'll be all right. And even when he said he there was another comment, you know, this is going to help us in the future. And then he threw in this is also going to help us in the present. And I'm sitting there thinking like how does this help you in the present? Like, how Nothing. is getting rid of T.J. Hawkinson going to help yeah, guess, you this year? Well, like, T.J. That, what got unless, me was when he was like, "Yeah, like you said, if, if we were six and one, I would do this." Would still make the trade, and it was no, like, you wouldn't. What? Like, I don't. No, you would have went and got Roquan Smith and said, "Hey, come help this yeah, team." No, and I get that. And the outside looking in, we're all sitting there saying, uh, "B.S." You know, yeah, I don't they, think you'd have made that play. But you know I think why? That when was, you say something like that, you think your fan base is a bunch of suckers, right? But I think that was his way of maybe sending the message to the players. To to say, you guys are going to be just fine without him. You know what I mean? Just to make sure that the uh, that the attitude and, and that everything else doesn't just completely fall into the tank, where guys just you know start showing up with the loser's limp and hey, I got a sprained ankle, I'll put you on IR, miss four. You know what I mean? Take your time, get back. Like that's people ask all the time. How do NFL teams tank? Like you're not trying to openly go out there and lose, but how you do it is you take a guy that you know, maybe has a one-week injury, and you put him on IR, and he's out for the rest of the season. You know what I mean? We saw right. it a little bit last year. There was a lot of, you know, oh, sprained ankle. Okay, like you can probably play through that. Oh, I'll put him on IR. You know, yeah. sit out the next four games, the get Galladay. healthy, come back. You know, we'll, well see, I remember we'll when Galladay got get hurt. Completely and it was, healthy. You it was know? like Galladay like, got hurt, and it was like, wait, yeah. he's done for the year? Yeah, right. And it's like there's a lot of questionable <laughs> things. And that's why I'm kind of looking forward. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that starts to happen. Only because the vibe that we're kind of getting – from these moves and from, you know, some quotes that you kind of read in between the lines, what's coming out of Allen Park is that 
this is this season just it's not going the way we want. We don't see it getting any better. It, let's look at the bigger picture and try to sell, set set ourselves up uh, for success. You know, coming up starting with the draft. And I, I thought what Brad Holmes said was kind so of. I, I know it's just it's it's so sad to say that after seven games and you still have ten left. And and look, I mean, I, it, the, the crazy part about this team though that I really believe. And that is probably the most disappointing part is when you hear players and you hear the coach say, like, we're close, right? When you look at the record, you're like, no way you're close. You're one in six football team. You guys are terrible. But when you go back in each game, you say you can literally point at one or two specific plays and say, if that goes our way, you probably are a different team. You probably are a three, maybe a four win football team. And that is close in the NFL. Um, but the bottom line is you are what your record is and you still have 10 games left. And it's just, I'm just, I try to, I'm trying to be honest. Like I just, I don't see them getting over that hump. I just don't like, and it even starts with this week and I don't want to spoil it by trying to get into the picks too early, but I'm not picking this team to win another football game the rest of the season. Like I just, I'm just, I'm God. I know that might be an emotional take, but I just, I don't see, I don't see the chem. I don't see the identity of this football team that lets me know they're going to play 60 minutes. Now that man, but in that, in that, that can certainly change in the next couple weeks. If I see a different team come out against green Bay this week and you see a different team, uh, you know, the following week when they go to what, what, New York, maybe, or Chicago, right? Like, it can certainly change, but coming out of these last, you know, really five games, right. it's like, I just, I don't see it, man. No, no, I don't see I, a team that's ready I, to win. I was you last week with the Dolphins, and they're like, no, they're going to bounce back. I'm like, yeah, the bo- Dolphins going to bounce them all around, yeah. and yeah. Uh, but even David, if you look at what that would game, they like still have a chance. I you mean, these I mean? two are a runaway you, train. You look at all a fumble, right, a fumble right. against Dallas on the one-yard line. Maybe we're having a different conversation. You look yeah. at... You know, TJ, the Miami TJ. game, like one play. TJ, take You try to say you're close. You really are, but at the same time, you're so far away. It's just so frustrating, man. Turn his microphone It just breaks me sometimes. I'm sorry, guys. I got David telling me we got to go to break. What the hell do you want me to do? You started it, Mike. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.